Welcome to Embrace with Erin podcast, where we will discuss the highs, lows, and in-betweens because life be life. Get ready to reflect on the lessons learned, gain a new perspective, and practice gratitude along the way. I'm your host, Erin Woods, so get ready to embrace with me. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Embrace with Erin podcast. Whether you're a new or faithful listener, I am so glad that you're here to be a part of the Embrace community. Y'all, deep side, deep side, life has been lifing right now. Um, There's just been a lot going on this week for me. Um, It's been, it's been a roller coaster, and I'm going to talk about it probably on the next episode um because it's been quite it's been very interesting there's been some interesting things that has occurred so far um so life has been lifing for your girl okay the pollen is tearing my sinuses up all right tearing me up the temperature is fluctuating um and time that went forward so i'm feeling a little sleep deprived you may also be feeling a little sleep deprived it's just a lot going on but nevertheless all right I am so happy to be here and to be able to share on this platform with you all. Um, I did not mention it last week, but for the month of March, I wanted to focus on self-care, self-love, and self-preservation. And I really wanted to focus in on different ways that we could talk about each of those topics and really get you all thinking about yourselves and how you can really start pouring into you. I realized that we can't embrace the world around us if we cannot first embrace who we are at our core. So that is the whole goal this month of March. And who knows if it's a hit, we may continue it on um, for the, you know, for the month of April. But definitely for the month of March, I really wanted to focus in on those particular topics. And so we'll go from there. The quote of the day is coming from none other than my homegirl. Maya Angelou, and it is, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. Point blank, period. With that being said, y'all, let's get into the topic for today. Embrace community, I am joined with another guest, the one and only Angeline Henderson, also known as Angie. She is a two-time graduate from Troy University. She graduated in 2017 with a bachelor's in fine arts, then again in 2019 with a master's in science studying clinical mental health. She is currently a full-time therapist working with teenage girls in DHR custody, providing them with individual, group, and family therapy. Her part-time jobs consist of teaching dance in the evenings, and bar to the wonderful women of Neighborhood Bar in the mornings. Angie enjoys vlogging, blogging, and all things lifestyle therapy and self-love. Join me in welcoming Angie with the K to the Embrace community. Hey, y'all. Hey, Erin. It's nice <laughs> to be here. Thanks for having me, Erin. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I've seen you, and I was like, I have to get Angie 
on the show to talk about all things wellness. You really make this a lifestyle. So tell us a little bit more about your wellness journey. Um, so I started working out consistently um, in probably 2017, 20, 2018, 2019, really. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been active, uh, grew up dancing. Uh, dance was my major in undergrad, um, cheer, dance team, all those things in high school. But the idea of wellness to me means more than physical. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of wellness to me means when your mind, body, and spirit are all working in tandem for you to live your healthiest lifestyle. And so before uh, 2018, 2019, wellness for me just only included one aspect, which was how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back at it now, I was under eating, um, working out way too much, um, and not really taking care of my mental or spiritual health whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel like up until 2019, uh, the journey was kind of not even a journey. It was just a scattered moments of um, illusion based, like physical wellness. Because if you really look back on it, I was underweight. Mm-hmm. Um, weighing a hundred pounds wet at five, six is not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be normal for someone's body type. That's naturally that way. But for someone who's just under eating just to under eat is it, it ain't normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I really, in 2019, the journey began just with me attempting to understand myself better, uh-huh. um, in more ways than one, what does my mental need? What does my spiritual need? And what does my physical need in order for me to operate at my best all the time? Oh, that's good. I think a lot of times and myself included, when we talk about like wellness or just being healthy, We only focus on the physical health, Mm -hmm. Um, but I see nowadays more people are talking about their mental health um, Mm -hmm. and their spiritual health and really how all of those encompasses to being overall well. Yes. Um, And so I I really enjoyed watching your journey um, because, you know, when people look at you, they wouldn't think like, oh, she needs she's healthy. You know, but you, you know, were very transparent just saying like, I'm underway. I want to actually eat better. I want to actually train better and overall make sure that Angie is okay. Tell us what misconceptions um, that you see when it comes to maintaining a wellness or healthy lifestyle. I see a lot of people focus on the numbers there. I'll say my top three things that I see is a lot of people focus on the numbers on the scale Mm -hmm. Um, and, and where those things can be important if you are um, considered overweight or underweight, I also think what is the main thing is people misconstrue the numbers for healthy or unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, I see women that are five, 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 seven, five, nine, that weigh 200 pounds and their 200 pounds of them looks beautiful Mm -hmm. and they look great and they're healthy and they're happy and they're eating and their diet is not a diet. It's just a lifestyle. There aren't restrictions. Um, Food is just food and they're happy with, their food. Um, and where I see other people who see 200 pounds and they're like, Oh my God, I need to lose weight. I think the one misconception that I see quite often is allowing the scale to dictate how you feel. Mm. Um, what is your body saying to you? Are you out of breath when you walk to the mailbox? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's real. (laughs) That's real. Do you go all day and feel thirsty all day? That means you're dehydrated. Do you Mm. have unhealthy sleep patterns? Um, what is your body saying to you? 
And then how has that manifest itself in, in things you need to do or change or correct physically? Yeah. Um, so I think the scale sometimes can be a blessing and a curse because people um, get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the biggest misconception is that the number matters. It, it might not matter at all. How do yeah. you feel first? Um, I think a second misconception is that it's simply physical. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking care of your sleep pattern, and you're working out and burning 4,000 calories a day, but you sleep four hours a day and you're not eating, the physical is not going to change. You need a healthy amount of recovery and a healthy amount of rest um, in order to see any change in progress in your body. So when we're talking about wellness and people forget about the other three aspects, such as your mental and your emotional, and even some of the habits that you form from day to day, we think just physical. I got to work out five times a week. I got to run. I got to do cardio. I got to do the stair stepper for four hours. I got to do that incline challenge that you see on TikTok <laughs> on the treadmill, 12, 2010, whatever. <laughs> when, when really you just need to say to yourself, how do I find a healthy balance? Mm. What does the balance look like for me? The balance for you might not be Lori Harvey's Pilates. It might not be yeah. the incline challenge you see on TikTok. It may be, I work out three days a week. I walk my dogs one day a week. I get six hours of sleep consistently every day Mm -hmm. and I eat three meals. Um, So I think the other misconception is um, outside of the scale is not tailoring your wellness journey to what you need and making it balanced. Mm. Um, And then I think the third one that I see is that mental health doesn't matter. A Mm -hmm. misconception um, that I see a lot of people have is, especially in the gym, for people who focus solely on the physical, is body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. I mean, every day they are killing themselves in the gym because they think they don't look okay. They think they need to lose more of this. And we have this thing about hip dips and back fat and Mm -hmm. armpit fat and all these things people come up with. And I think even though that is a physical thing, I think that's more so of a mental health concern. Um, What in you does not deem yourself worthy with hip dips? What in you does not deem yourself worthy with a roll in between your armpit? (laughs) What are those things that have manifested in you mentally that have you feeling unworthy because of a physical appearance? And the only way we really tackle that is by dealing with the thoughts we have in our head. Uh Um, And so- misconception that mental health doesn't matter in your physical wellness journey is a myth because no matter how much weight you lose or gain if you are unhappy with who you are period you will never be happy with your physical appearance let me tell you something this is right on time for me personally because I've been trying to lose weight um or just find a a weight that I prefer that I like (laughs) to look at you know um (laughs) For me, my personal story is like I ran track in college, so I was at like top tier shape. I mean, I had the abs. I was solid. Um, And then after track, life hit. I'm eating more. My, what what people say, your grown woman weight is coming on. Okay, the hips are hipping. Uh The booty is there. And the thighs, they saving lives. So I've been really struggling with like loving and embracing where I am 
but also just saying, okay, what are some things that I can do differently to really be healthy? Because as I'm getting older, I know that there are health challenges that run deep in my family. So for me, it's like, I just want to be healthy, but I don't want to push myself to where I'm like, Aaron in college running track because I'm no longer a D1 athlete, you know? Um, And it's just so um, fitting right now that you're talking about that because every day I'm like, you're beautiful. You look fine. Thank God for the roles. You have meat on your bones. You're Mm -hmm. good, you know? But you really talked about and emphasized the focus of mental health when it comes to overall physical health. What are some things or advice would you give someone that may be struggling with concepts of just body image and how they view themselves? So I'm a big reader. Um, There are some incredible books out there. They're more so for women, um, but just about reclaiming your body in your space and Mm -hmm. creating a narrative for you that's that is the picture of who you want to be. I think sometimes when it comes to body image, I can't speak for everyone, but I know for women, sometimes that that body image thing comes from what we assume we should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have really been, as someone who lifts heavy, as someone who is headstrong, as someone who is um, independent and now trying to figure out as a wife how to be uh, interdependent, <laughs> I am trying to tap into my feminine energy as most will call it Mm -hmm. and and a lot of those books that I'm reading is about reclaiming your space and your idea and image of beauty and I don't think a lot of us create that Mm -hmm. Um, we are told what that is Um, and some of these books and some of these things is about creating what that looks like Um, and so that would kind of be the first thing like when I when I think to myself um, Angeline what is is your beauty standard Mm -hmm. Uh, I have gotten into the habit of, I don't mind buying clothes from a thrift store or a $7.99 shirt from H&M, but the things that are important to me when it comes to beauty are is my skin. So mm-hmm. if I want to make myself feel good, not for the appearance and appreciation of others, but for the appearance and appreciation of myself, I'm going to pay $70 to get my facial every month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel good. So I think one thing for women specifically is what is that thing that does make you feel good? Yeah. Um, and how can you foster that in a way that's healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's my skin. I love taking care. I, I could I could be wearing a muumu suit from Walmart, <laughs> and if my skin looks, I'll be like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, also realizing, I think another thing that comes with um, image and, and self appearance and something I would say is is recognize where your messages are coming from. Mm. Um, because it's hard to create your own idea and image as far as what is beauty when the when the messages you're being given from family or friends or your significant other or even social media are that of something that you don't can't obtain mm-hmm. that don't fit your idea and image so um i say this all the time people go social media is destroying kids they're destroying you know, people's images of relationships. A lot of people put a, a lot of emphasis and power on our social media platforms. Chat, I'm a strong believer. If I don't like it, I'm a block it. Same. Same. I don't if know I why don't, people don't do it. Right. <laughs> if if it is causing me, if I if follow a fitness page or something on social media mm-hmm. that I'm realizing invokes jealousy or yeah. self-pity or self-doubt or feelings of not being worthy. Um, or feelings of um, 
like coveting what somebody else has. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Because my social media, I can create, I create my algorithm. Hello. I create what I see every day. And I create how it makes me feel. So the more you give energy. So when I say our environments, I mean, social media, people, friends, family, mm-hmm. when I, I create my environment. So if my environment looks like something that is not cultivating health and beauty in me, I have the power to change it. Yeah. Um, and so I just think a Ultimately, the one thing I would say to people who struggle is reclaim your space. Mm-hmm. And while you reclaim your space, figure out what that space is supposed to look like based on your ideas of beauty and self-confidence and self-worth. Um, but reclaim your space, as as our good old sis said, reclaim it. Reclaim my time, <laughs> reclaim my space, my time, my energy, my perceptions. I'm going to reclaim it all. Yeah. And either you want to get on board or I'm going to unfollow you. Yeah. I'm going to have to put on pause. Nana, um, grandma, I can't hear you tell me I gained another pound this week. I'm gonna have to cut this conversation short. Old folks yes. love to tell you you didn't put on a few pounds. Let me tell you something. I remember vividly, and my aunts, they're probably gonna feel bad, but I love y'all and I know it's y'all didn't mean nothing bad, okay? Mm-hmm. But I remember um at my <laughs> my graduation for my master's, my aunts were like, uh, baby, but- you gaining some weight. <laughs> And I'm like, I've been stressing. I know. Um, <laughs> you, I look at myself. I see. I see that this t- this dress is tight. Right. Um, but I think like they're just so unaware of it. And like people are quick to say, oh, you gained weight or this. I, obviously, I know. Hush. Keep, keep it to yourself. Right. <laughs> no. And I, I have to. I think we have <laughs> made a culture where that's a normal thing. And I think we need to rearrange that culture. Yeah. If I don't ask for your opinion or your thought on my body, yeah. don't give it to me. Yeah. And even if, let me be honest, if you're not my good friend, if you're not my friend that knows me like the back of her hand, like Hello. my hand, if I ask you how something looks, be gentle. <laughs> Real. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. <laughs> what are some things we can do when we're put in situations like that? Okay, so when you are the receiver of those comments, I would say the best thing for you to do, um, and I have kind of started to do that, is ask, what do you mean by that? Mm, okay. And I think that will cause people to not only think about what they're saying when they say it, but mm-hmm. it'll probably caution them not to say it again because it puts them on the spot to answer the question. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, and you can say it lightheartedly. You can giggle and laugh when you say it, but what do you mean by that? You know, what's that mean? And and it caused them to go, oh, snap. Did I say something, you know, wrong? Did I, how did that come out? How did that sound? Um, That would be one thing I say. I'm not a confrontational person, but I am a direct person. So a direct way for me to address it would be, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And, you know, just as if the relationship is that which you have the ability to go, well, let me tell you something. Like, if you could, if you don't mind, like, you know, this is something I'm really working on. If we could just like hold back comments like that. Yeah. Um, if it's not in an environment where I have that kind of relationship with that person, it's just somebody down the way I go to the gym a lot and I will hear people say you're jacked or you're ripped. And sometimes I had to remind myself because that's, I, I enjoy my physique, but it's also, mm-hmm. I want to build feminine qualities. So sometimes those two things contradict themselves mm-hmm. when people are looking at you like you're the Hulk Hogan yeah. walking down. <laughs> Um, to go do some sit-ups and you're going out, I, I do want to feel feminine and pretty. And so those two messages are sometimes conflicting. And I have to remind myself, what messages are you going to receive and what messages are you going to allow to roll off your back? 
Ooh. And sometimes the ones, <laughs> sometimes the ones from people that are closer to me, I will be direct and let them know what I'm struggling with or working towards. Some uh-huh. random person in the gym that thinks telling me I look jacked or I've got great broad shoulders when I'm like, dang, I don't know. I don't want to be looking like a linebacker. Uh, <laughs> I think those are messages. I just go, that was an attempt to be a compliment. Mm-hmm. And how it penetrated me is not necessarily their fault. And that means I need to do some work and yeah. maybe receive that message and accept it as a compliment, but also do the work on how do I feel about myself? Do I feel like I look that way? Yeah. If I don't, then let the comment roll on my back. If I do, is it something I want to change? How do I change it? Or how do I learn to love myself just the way I am right now? Yeah. Um. So that, that was the two ways I would say. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I just know like, a lot of times it's kind of hard to hear those things and people are kind of like, well, what do I say to that? And how do I respond to that? Um, but you gave us some things that I really feel like people can take away and actually know how to handle those uncomfortable and unwarranted conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of us um, that are that want to get in the gym, right, but we're struggling to, to make it there, what are some things we can do help get us active okay so I like to start with make a plan mm-hmm. uh, and and make that plan realistic so mm. at the beginning of the week um, whatever your beginning of the week may look like I start my workouts on Sunday so my beginning of the week I plan my workouts on Saturday night so okay. that when Sunday comes I like to have Sunday because I'm not in a rush I don't have to worry about people being in the gym and taking their time I can kind of move about in the gym on the weekend a little freely um, Mm -hmm. versus during the week where we're kind of on tight schedules. Um, So make a plan. Um, And what is that plan? Um, What are you hitting each day? And I don't mean like, what days am I going to work out? What are the literal exercises that I'm going to do? And I know people get overwhelmed, but one of the things that I really enjoy, have enjoyed about my wellness journey is I don't knock trainers. Uh, That's not what I'm saying. I think trainers are great. I think people who can help you get to your goal is great. The one thing I have enjoyed about my journey is I've never had a trainer. I've never had a trainer. I've never had a coach. And not because I don't think they're good things. I wanted to learn myself and my body and my stamina for for me. It was a part of my journey to understand my body. Um, And so on Saturday night, if you're saying I only want to work out three days a week, Mm-hmm. And I want to do cardio those same three days. I'm going to do upper body, lower body, full body. What exercises am I going to do? And mm-hmm. a lot of people go, okay, well, how do I know what exercises to do? We have all this technology. We blame social media for everything. We <laughs> you know what I mean? But we yeah. don't use it to our advantage. You could go on YouTube and find a online fitness person who outlines every workout. Mm-hmm. You could just pull that workout and type it in your little notes app. And do your workout and then say, I'm going to walk for 20 minutes or I'm going to bike for 20 minutes and pick your own cardio. So Mm -hmm. I would say the first thing to do is to make a plan. Mm -hmm. And not only should that plan include what days of the week you're going to work out, but what are the physical exercises you're going to do? Um, The next thing I would say is to be realistic. Um, (laughs) If you are just starting out in the gym or attempting to get your feet back under you as far as this wellness thing is concerned, don't jump into it saying I'm gonna work out five days a week because that's a five day a week lie. You're gonna not <laughs> get discouraged, but you're gonna do that for the maybe the first week, and after that, you're gonna be like, "Well, I missed it." And then that discouragement only makes you less 
enthused or excited to go because you feel like you've already missed the mark. So be realistic. What is your time genuinely a lot for? Does it a lot for three days, two days, four days? What do you actually have time for? Um, And then the third and well, I have two more things. The fourth thing I would say, third thing I would say is put on some cute clothes, (laughs) put effort into your gym routine. What does your pre and post gym routine look like? And mine's like getting a cute outfit, drinking my pre-workout out of a cute glass, taking my vitamins and then going to the gym. My post-workout routine looks like you have a nice skincare moment, soaking in the tub or taking a long hot shower. Those things matter um, because this is a moment for you to connect not only with your physical self, but what mental aspects um, contribute to your, to your gym, to your gym time. I see one fitness influencer that I follow and while she's drinking her pre-workout, she will write down her intentions for the gym mm. and gym intentions or affirmations, which her affirmations can be like, I am beautiful already. I'm strong and powerful. I can conquer these. She might put in a specific exercise. I can conquer these deadlifts. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea because it also gives you a chance to connect mentally before you go do your workout. Um, so give yourself something to look forward to. The fourth thing I would say is we don't negotiate anything else in our life. Mm. don't negotiate going to work because yeah. we want to pay check and we want our bills to be paid when our lights on when our phone to work mm-hmm. don't negotiate um that extra glass of wine we might drink or that pitcher of margarita we might go buy on <laughs> thursday <laughs> um we have things that are non-negotiables in our life yeah um whether it's because of reward purposes like a job mm-hmm. or whether it's because we enjoy doing it such as hanging out with people or an a alcoholic beverage or extra thing, scoop of ice cream, whatever our non-negotiables are, mm-hmm. add the gym or your exercise routine to your non-negotiables. Yeah. There is no maybe, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I'll do it later. If you set your schedule and you are realistic about what kind of time you have to allocate, then make it a non-negotiable yeah. and say, I will go on the days that I plan even mm-hmm. when I'm tired, even when I'm overwhelmed, even when I don't want to do it, if I set aside these three days and then maybe the following week you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday doesn't work best for me. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to work out Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. You can switch it up, but you need to see it through for that week. Whatever plan you set, see it through, stay committed, make it a non-negotiable just like you would make your job. Hearing you say make it a non-negotiable, it really allowed for something that just clicked in my mind like, this is how you get serious about it. This is how you actually implement it and make it a lifestyle, mm-hmm. not just some hobby um, or just this fad, right. really making it a lifestyle. Thank you for sharing that because it, it's simple yet profound. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, you mentioned how when it came to your overall wellness and healthy lifestyle, you had to have a shift in your personal mindset about how you viewed yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about that journey for you? Yeah, so the mindset shift for me, um, okay, backtracking a little bit in in life, um, I constantly have to remind myself of that things are a journey. Um, yeah. every part of our journey should be celebrated just as part the, the peaks and the valleys should be celebrated the same because the, the, the valleys made the peaks. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, before 2019, 
um, as most of us have had, I went through various shifts in my relationship as far as like romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we don't realize until we're older is the idea of going from one relationship to another relationship to uh, those things don't allow for moments of self-awareness and growth before you shift into another relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so prior to Jared and I being together, I had a previous boyfriend and that had its trials and tribulations and then Jared and I were young and in college and that had its trials and tribulations and Mm -hmm. in 2019 the mindset shift that I had to make as far as my in general in my life is that Angeline you need to find what is the healthy version of you Mm. Um, because right now you are so far from it that any given moment you're going to crash out Mm -hmm. um and on the outside, you look like things are flowing well. The 2019, I was just about to graduate my master's. I went from undergrad straight into grad school. Everything appeared to be flowing as if life was happening with all the wheels in the bus. But baby, we had some hoopty wheels on there. We had the spare tire <laughs> from the Hyundai on the tractor. It didn't fit. It wasn't aligned. It was all bad. Um And so the mindset shift really started with how I was feeling about myself emotionally and mentally Um, and realizing that my validation for some reason, even though I had very validating parents always came from a man's perspective. Mm. Um, And then I realized how much that was impacting my physical health. Uh I'm constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses as the old folks say, as far as how I looked. Yeah. Um, And so what I, what I mean by that is my fluctuation in weight went from being with someone um, in a previous relationship who liked thicker women uh-huh. and saying like, okay, hey, let me scarf this food down or I need to eat this or I need to overindulge mm. um, in order to like maybe hopefully be bigger. Yeah. Um, but also the conflicting messages I was receiving as a dancer, which was we need to be thin. And yeah. then getting into a relationship with a man who really didn't have, Jared is not one who's like, you must be thin or you must be thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that to me was a conflicting message. I'm like, then what do you like? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to be something for you and you yeah. can't even give me a direction. Um, and then looking in 2019 and going, well, what do you like? Yeah. And then saying to yourself, the mental understanding of you don't even know what you like. When mm-hmm. All of those things came rolling in very fast. Like when I started asking myself those questions, I couldn't remember the last time I had read a book. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember the last time I had went for a walk. I love to walk my dogs. I couldn't remember the last time I had gone on a girl's trip. I couldn't remember the last time I had done something that fueled my soul and my spirit. Yeah. Um, and so the mindset shift really started with, what do you like mm-hmm. about you? And what what do you think is best for you? Um, and then the physical part came, which is you like to eat, mm-hmm. but you also like to eat healthy, but you also like, you like to be physically active. So like putting all the pieces together about what does Angeline like? What does Angie like? Yeah. Um, both physically, mentally, emotionally. So I kind of, that's a rambled way of saying um, the shift for me happened because I realized I didn't know myself at all. Mm. I had no idea what, who I was, what did I like? What do I want to do uh, mm. about all things, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I had to say, all of this needs a, a makeover. from top to bottom inside to outside um and then as I continued my journey just understanding my body and what I put into it 
those things also had to do with like, what am I feeding my mind and what am mm-hmm. I feeding my heart and how are those things going to impact how I view myself physically? Um, so that's ultimately what I'm saying is the shift took place because I had to recognize that everything I was doing was for the purpose or the appreciation of someone else. Mm. How many of us also do that? I know for me, I've done that. <laughs> um, and even to this day, I, I find myself like, trying to look a certain way um but getting to the point where it's like what do i like what do i love about myself and if there are things that i I don't like what can i do to get to the place where i love it and i i I think that is so important and i appreciate you for sharing that with us um because i know that it's not an easy journey Mm -hmm. to to go on that whole self-love journey and um, I really want to be intentional this month to talk about fueling yourself and really putting all that energy and love into self. Because if I'm not good, then no one else around me will be good. You know, mm-hmm. I cannot pour into you if I don't have nothing pouring into myself. Last episode, we were, I talked about specifically finding the things that you enjoy doing solo and alone. Yes. And really taking the time out to learn yourself and then this week we're hearing like okay what do i love about myself and the things that i don't love well what can i change we talked about the physical aspect we talked about the mental aspect so tell us a little bit more about how do you feel yourself spiritually what does that look like for you so as somebody who um identifies as christian Mm -hmm. uh and seeks out non-denominational churches and home church homes to be affiliated with, um, church can be daunting mm-hmm. and it can be scary. Um, it can be a place that does more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I, the first thing I say when we talk about the spiritual is whatever your belief may be, find your connection with that higher power first. I thank God every day I had parents that structured our spiritual life around having relationship and not religion. Yeah. Um, Because when the church, which is full of people, I'm going to use the church because I identify as Christian, whatever, whoever is listening, however you identify, whatever your congregation of people may be. But for mm-hmm. me, when the church fails me, I recognize that the church is just people like me. Yeah. My grace and leniency with the congregation, the pastor, the people is a, is a little bit, is long. My, mm-hmm. my reach is long because I realize the church is not about me getting spiritually fed because I have a relationship with him on my own. Yeah. Um, the church is the place I come to share in that relationship with other people. And mm-hmm. so the first thing I would say about feeding your spiritual um, being is creating a relationship, not religion. Um, and recognizing that if you are a Christian or whatever you consider yourself with, whatever congregation you associate with, do not put your faith and your power in the people, your faith and your power needs to be in the relationship with who you call your higher power. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the practical things outside of that, that's just a really big thing. I think we miss all the time. Um, some practical things I do. Um, in order to feed my spiritual art, I have a prayer journal. Mm-hmm. I used to attempt, I loved seeing, you know, 
grew up with my a mom whose face was to the ground and literally knees, hands and knees pray. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's my ADHD. I don't know if it's what it is in me. But that whole get on my knees and pray. Like, Lord, my knees hurt. I didn't lost train of thought what I was going to say to you today. I want to get up. I understand this is the posture, but it's not working for me. It's not working for what I got to say to you. Um, so we got to pick a different format. Yeah. Um, so I have a prayer journal, which yeah. is a place where I talk very freely to God. Yeah. Um, there are some four letter words in my prayer journal. There are some God, you and I are not seeing eye to eye right now in my prayer journal. There is some God, I, I have no other place to go but to you right now in my prayer journal. Um, so when it comes to building your relationship, do what works for you. I have a friend who, when she's driving, she just talks. That's and me. yeah, like, you know, God, what's up today? You know, I'm really, and you just, what <laughs> what does your relationship look like when it comes to your spiritual health? Yeah. Um, and that may require you to try a few different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you find your thing, stick to it. That's it. And be just like your your relationship with the gym. Allow it to be a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. If I know I like to prayer journal, then I'm going to sit down for whatever the amount of time that I, even if I only have 10 minutes on my lunch break mm-hmm. and I'm going to write. If I only got 20 minutes in my drive to work, I'm going to talk, whatever the case may be. Um, and then the third thing I would say is be intentional about what you put in your ears. Wow. Do not get me wrong. I love me some key glock, some big yavo. Baby, me, me and young Dolph, we have a good time. Okay. May he rest in peace. Um, but I love all those people. They are my people. I feel them. I have a connection. Supplies. I'm from the hood though, because I'm I'm not from the hood, but I feel him when he said that. Um <laughs> however, in the morning, I can't feed my spirit that I I need to figure out when my eyes open. I don't need to look at my phone. I don't need to check social media. I don't need to check emails. I need to figure out how can I set my intentions in my mind on the things above, the things beyond me. Yeah. Uh, how can I remove myself from this physical realm on this earth and recognize what kind of warfare I'm going to be walking into daily so yes. I can prepare my spirit for it. And mm-hmm. I can prepare my spirit with shoot them up, bang, bang, because I might go pop them. I might go shoot them up. I can't do that. I, can, I cannot allow myself to get there. Yeah. Um, and even if that looks like, I know some people are like, I don't want to listen to worship music all day. If that's where you're at, that's okay. Indy Irie has a lovely album. She does. Several. She does, she does, she does. But being careful about what you put in your ears. Sometimes in the morning, if I don't want to hear music, I'll play a podcast. Yeah. Video on YouTube. There are so yeah. many things you can do to align your spirit for your day. For your day. Um, so I would say build relationship, not religion. Uh, be mindful of what you put in your ears. Figure out what that relationship looks like. How can you cultivate it, love and nurture it every day? And then the last thing I would say is checking on yourself daily. I mean, like throughout your day. Um, so if you wake up and you start your day, you know, you, you've done your prayer journal or your talk with God on the way to work, or you've listened to something that may be a little bit more motivational. Sometimes at 12 o'clock, I'm ready to cuss everybody out. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I do not play about my lunch for that very reason, because people will work your nerves. And I don't, that's a hard boundary for me. When I say, tell you, I say, no, mm-hmm. if I'm on lunch, don't ask me no question. Don't no. come knock on my door. 
Don't try to say, hey, how you, do not talk to me. All right? Mm-hmm. I need that time. Mm-hmm. Get and myself that's, back that's in the line. So, yes, Aaron hit the nail on the head. My friend hit the nail on the head. When you find yourself feeling irritated, anti by the time five o'clock comes and it's time to get off work, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you nine times out of 10, the issue is you didn't take a second to rejuvenate, to shut down, to close yourself away from people and check in on where is my spirit? Yeah. And what is causing my spirit to feel defeated, to feel overwhelmed, to feel unappreciated? And then how are those things impacting my mental? Because as as much as I am a mental health professional, I do believe in spirit realms. Yeah. And there are things that we cannot see and that we do not understand at work and at play all the time. Yes. And so I do believe the spirits that I encounter on a day-to-day do impact my mental. I, I think that's how they work. Uh-huh. Uh, if the devil can get my mind i'm sorry y'all, i don't want to preach on this podcast but the devil can take hold of my come on with it yeah if he can if he can work in the spirit realm to control my mind he controls the rest of my day my mama always tell me she's like don't you give him that power uh-huh and in this and don't give don't matter of fact don't give nobody that power no period as simple it. as that simple as that <laughs> Oh, uh, so I think it's important for you to have these little moments mm-hmm. in your day where you go, how am I doing? Yes. Am I okay. Am I really okay? Mm-hmm. And that might be your lunch break. And then from your lunch break, you may say, okay, about two 15, I'm not, it's not going to be a whole break, but I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And whether mm-hmm. that 10 minutes is to read a, a quick devotional, whether that 10 minutes is to listen to a, a quick little motivational clip to play my favorite worship song. Yeah. How can I check in with myself? Because when we leave work upset or angry, and as children, I think we can all remember, there is a time mom came home, dad came home, and you just didn't know what was wrong with them. You had done your homework. You had done the dishes. You, you took the done- chicken out the freezer. Why are you so grouchy? <laughs> Who spit in your potato soup? And you, you sit there and you go, as older I get, I realize Mom came from work and then folks was working her nerves. Cause I come home now, my dog might bark. I'd be like, shut up. Did nobody ask you to have no voice box today? This is the same truck that passed every day at six o'clock. <laughs> you know, and those things that we carry with us from work to home, we could easily eliminate if we have an end of the day checking with ourselves. Yeah. Before I leave this place, what do I need to leave here? Mm. And what do I need to pick up? That part. That part right there. I I'd be so intentional. If I had a bad day at work, I'm sitting in the parking lot for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes because I want all that to stay there. Yes. I'm not bringing that into my home. Or sometimes I sit in that in my car in, in front of my house because I'm not bringing it in my house. My home is my safe haven. All yes. right? Please know, like, or even <laughs> if home was a little rocky before I go into work, I am sitting. Yes. And I'm not bringing it in. Yes. <laughs> I'm very intentional about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, those are my things about our spiritual life, about our spiritual walk, about our spiritual health. As a newlywed, I'm a PhD student, a professor, a content creator, and a badass woman. Um, you have so much going on. Like, how do you balance all of those things and really find a time out to pour into yourself? 
So I want to start with a very realistic thing that I do quite often. And some people will be like, what? I have a monthly or weekly cry. All right. I was not expecting that. Yes. And I know some people are like you. I intentionally make myself feel. Um, (laughs) And I know that may sound some people like that may be a little special. Right. But that is my special way um, because I find myself getting so busy. Um, and I say that because 20, um, ooh, 2021, I lost my dad um, and I lost my I lost my dad. My dad passed away. We were moving from Troy to Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I was sorry. My dad passed May 1st. We had to be out of Troy and into our new home by June 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, orientation for school started in July. I became a GTA uh, teaching assistant and a research assistant by August. The mm-hmm. semester started the third week of August. And all those things, I did not allow myself to feel a whole lot. That previous... Um, the previous year, November of 2020, I had gotten engaged. So we were planning a wedding and mm-hmm. all these things were happening and I was moving through life. Okay. But what caused me to say, I make myself feel is that December of 2021 came around. I had to be in the hospital for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some kind of knot in my intestines, nothing was moving. They thought they were going to have to remove a very large part of my intestines and give me a colostomy bag. Mm. And everyone was trying to figure out, like, where did this even come from? What happened? Um, and I'm a firm believer that our body will manifest the stress that we don't acknowledge. Yeah. Um, and when we do not acknowledge our feelings or we suppress for so long, they will manifest in physical ailments. That's not mm-hmm. only just a spiritual thing, but that is a physical science thing that will yeah. tell us that you have to process what you're dealing with mentally and emotionally are going to resonate in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I say I give myself a moment to cry every month, I am so busy. And if I don't sit down and acknowledge what I'm feeling mm-hmm. or what is causing me to feel overwhelmed or under undervalued, overworked, mm-hmm. underappreciated, if I don't take the time to sit down and do that, whether it be through a journal, whether it be through watching a sappy movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. just allowing that to be what triggers me to feel taking mm-hmm. time to make myself stop, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Um. And so that is what I mean when I say I give myself space and time to not always just cry, which I'm a cry baby anyway, but what typically <laughs> happens is I'm going to cry because I'm giving myself space to feel. Yeah. Um, so as someone who is busy, as someone who is constantly moving, I give myself space and time to feel. Uh, whether it be a scheduled space and time, whether that just be what it comes up in the moment, I give myself that that leeway. Um, something else I really enjoy doing that kind of helps keep my mind on straight is I'm reading a lot of books about saying no right now. Mm -hmm. Um, what do I not have the capacity for, whether it's because I literally don't have the time or space or Mm -hmm. because it's just not where my heart and my mind are. We confuse, um, busyness with productivity Uh or success when really it's just cluster and chaos. Yes, it is. (laughs) and nothing is really getting done so I'm I'm in the space right now as I wrap up um my program for school is what is busyness and what is productivity Mm -hmm. um what things can I let go of so I can put my energy into things I love um and not adding new things to the plate we do that sometimes we think okay I have five things on the plate the fifth one is about to fall off in a couple months so in a few more months I can add the fifth one back and let it be something else (laughs) when we just need to sit 
down. Yes. You brought up a really good point of saying the word no. Mm -hmm. I think um, we feel bad or guilty for telling people no, especially people close to us. Taking up that that practice of saying the word no, no is a complete sentence. Yes. And you don't have to explain it to anyone. And if you feel uncomfortable being direct about it, just say, can't make it. Unfortunately, something's up or whatever the case may be. But like you mentioned, use the word no because you have to make sure you're taking care of you at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Absolutely. There is a book I just read, Boundaries by Finding, Setting Boundaries and Finding Peace. Girl, shut up. I am listening to that on Audible right now. So good. So good. I have like notes. Yes. Of like, oh, practice. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. It is A1. Yes. And then there's another book called the, I'm looking at it right now. It's on my bookshelf to read this month, The Art of Saying No. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to read that one next. But yes, no is a complete sentence all by itself. No. Yeah. No, no, you can even add a thank you at the end. No, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Keep it sweet. Yeah, keep it sweet. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Just say no if it's no longer serving you, if it's not going to help you get to your goals or the things that you want in life. Just say no. And this just popped in my head. Even say no to thoughts that come into your head. Amen. I say that um, I use it a lot in counseling sessions that feelings are not facts uh-huh. and, and thoughts do not have a train track that we have to keep prolonging. Mm-hmm. Um, so even thoughts in our head, you just hit the nail on the head. Thoughts in our head do not have to be um, things that we live by. Yeah. Sometimes I have to tell myself, Angeline, you've gone too far. You, <laughs> I tell myself my thoughts have as far as the Montgomery city limits. <laughs> when I start traveling back to Troy, when my thoughts travel me down to Birmingham, when I yeah. touch the CC line, I've gone too far. I've gone Come too on far. back. Come on back. <laughs> Reel it in. My thoughts have the Montgomery City limits. When I reach those places, I have to remind myself, okay, reel it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and acknowledge where those things are coming from. Maybe they're coming from insecurity. Maybe they're coming from stress. Maybe they're coming from wherever. But those feelings and those thoughts that I'm having are not soul facts. They may be pieces mm-hmm. of puzzle, but they are not facts. Yeah. And don't let your feelings or your thoughts go to Timbuktu. Uh, keep them keep them close to home. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned acknowledging our feelings. How can we do that? What are some things that we can do to acknowledge our feelings? I think when it comes to acknowledging um, acknowledging feelings, it's really important to sit with the feeling you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like to tell people, when I say sit, I'm not encouraging you to prolong something out for a week. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, um, a prime example is sadness, hurt, and betrayal. Those feelings often only come as come out as anger. Because anger seems to give us a protective layer. So when I feel like I can fight with you, mm-hmm. um, then then I, I have a leg up because I'm not as vulnerable and soft. Um, but when I address sadness and vulnerability and discomfort mm-hmm. and allow my authentic thoughts as far as why I'm sad, why I feel betrayed, why I feel hurt, that leaves me open to more hurt. 
So 90% of the time, when I say acknowledge our feelings, I want people to acknowledge the root of the feeling, even though what I'm displaying is anger, or even though what I'm displaying might be um, even as simple as pettiness, passive aggressive comments, even if that's what I'm displaying, what is the root of that feeling? Um, And acknowledging that and saying to yourself, this is how I feel. It doesn't have to be a fact about my life or my relationship, but Mm -hmm. it is something I feel. Yeah. Um, And giving yourself room and space to go, I feel that. Uh, Because so often we just move past it. Um, And we respond in a way that is not um, counterproductive to the feeling that we're having. I mean, that is not productive. It's counterproductive to the feeling Mm -hmm. we're having. We're working as if we're on two separate ends when we need to acknowledge the feeling and work with the feeling. Uh, And so I think it's important to say to yourself, this is what I feel, or this is back backtracking. What I say to my girls all the time is this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this because I feel like this. And what mm-hmm. caused me to feel like this is that. And the way that that appeared or the way that that came to be is because of this. And, the, and just playing the back steps, right? So what is the action or the thing that I'm displaying? Why am I displaying that thing or that action? And then what caused that thing or that action to take place? So yeah. taking the, the time to sit with your feelings and work your way back to, to what started and caused it, the genuine thing, mm-hmm. um, and not just sit with the surface level feeling. Um, yeah. I think it's an important part of acknowledging feelings. Thank you for that. And, and thank you for sharing that. I do want to just say, if there are certain feelings, if in the moment of your sitting with your feelings, and you discover there's some things that hurts a little bit more to kind of talk about or work through or think about and process, I do recommend you contact or find a therapist that you're able to work on those things and work through those things, excuse me, with, um, because it it does help you process your feelings um, a little bit better. And I know it did for me personally. There were I was showing up in, in areas and spaces of my life in certain ways. Um, and it wasn't until I met with my therapist to realize what was the root and why it was showing up in these different areas of my life. So I do want to preface with that. If you are sitting with your feelings and it's a little too tough to bear, please seek therapy. Um, there are so many resources out there. Um, and I'll probably put some in the show notes available for you all just to go through and work through those things. And I will also say you don't have to have anything wrong with you to go mm-hmm. to therapy. Erin? Like, <laughs> I love therapy is for whether you're good or bad, happy or sad. All right. Find somebody to talk with. Talk to. <laughs> Amen. Talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> and I was saying that um, somewhere the other day because we will pay money to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. We'll pay money to get our hair done, our nails done. Um, and if you can budget that in, even if you don't have insurance, if you have to be private, pay for a therapist. If you can budget in those things mm-hmm. and you make it a goal of yours to even just see a therapist or a life coach quarterly. Yeah. You can afford it. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that it is, I say to people all the time, mental health does not mean 
or mental um, going to therapy does not mean there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. Just like we have eye health, heart health, we go and uh-huh. check on our physical health. We check on our teeth. We need to check in on our brains. Yes. Yeah. And that's all seeing a therapist is, is just a check-in for your brain. Yeah. And if all is good, great, fine, and dandy, guess what? Just like the dentist, we'll see you in six months. Yeah. We'll do another cleaning. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but how often do we check in on our brains and our thoughts? Uh-huh. Um, and realizing that seeking mental health assistance is just like seeking and finding a dentist or primary care doctor. Um, it doesn't mean that something has to be wrong with you to go, like you said, to start. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, that was so good. Any last tips or um, anything that you want to share with us when it comes to being well, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually? The biggest thing I would say is give yourself grace. Be gracious with yourself. Um, this is not a overnight thing. This is not a three month, 90 day fix. This is not a 60 day detox or cleanse. This is your lifestyle. Um, and so, recognize that you can be consistent. You can stay disciplined. You can make it an unnegotiable and you can also operate in grace and love. In those moments, operate with grace for yourself. The same grace you would give a friend, a homegirl, a little brother, a little sister who's trying to figure this thing called life out. You are too. And um, in those moments, give yourself grace. That is so good. So good. I needed to hear it and I know the listeners need to hear that as well. So please let us know where can we find you? How can we support and get in the know of all the things you have going on? So on every social media platform, it is with Angie K, um, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, y'all don't use Twitter because I had to let Twitter go. Twitter's shifted. It'd be some stuff on there. I just can't let my spirit engage it. So y'all ain't gonna find me on Twitter. Uh, but Instagram, TikTok, and a Facebook page is all with Angie K. Um, the website is with Angie K. Uh, hopefully after April, when I'm done with my last in-person class, I will get back to blogging more and sharing content there. The, the YouTube page, which hopefully will have some content on it by the end of the year, is with Angie K. So everything is with Angie K. You type that in and you are more than welcome to follow and share in my life. I, it's a little crazy, y'all. Uh, some days Jesus might be playing and in the next 45 seconds, I might be saying the F word. Y'all just come along for the ride. Um, Jesus knows my heart. I'm not perfect. Um, I am me authentically every day and everywhere I go. So if you're not prepared for that and you come in to catch me shouting and praying and talk about mental health all the time, sometimes I might be crying, but I'm gonna tell y'all, it's going to be okay. Um, right. So feel free to follow me on my journey there um, with Angie K on all social media platforms. And then my email for anyone who is interested in just having a more intentional one-on-one conversation is um, Angie at withangiek.com. And um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. So I, those will be in the show notes for you all to look at and review. And right now we're getting ready to go into the gratitude segment. The gratitude segment is where we take a few moments to reflect on two to three things we are grateful for. So Angie, what are you grateful for today? Um, okay. Today, the first thing I would say I'm grateful for is rest. Um, it's an off day from the gym for me and I always take those happily. So that means I get to come home. I'm going to drink me a spiced lemonade. I might have me a little piece of cheesecake or something. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to up and turn on a good movie. So rest, I'm grateful for rest today. Mm-hmm. The second thing I'm grateful for is um, my spouse, mm-hmm. my honey Uh, We have really been diving deep since getting married in October on communication mm-hmm. um, and communicating even when the stuff is hard. Yeah. Um, and I've got to give him his props. Number one, I mean, I think men can communicate, but typically society tells they have a hard time, but he is acing it. He is. Kudos to him. Him. Um, So I'm grateful for communication and growth within my relationship. And then the third thing I'm grateful for, um, now that's a tough one because work kind of rubbed me the wrong way today. That you might not have an employee come May. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful for a job. Okay, that's it. I'm thankful for a job, a place of employment that keeps the bills flowing. Even when I don't like the environment or the work, there's a benefit that comes from it, which means I can go get my Starbucks in the morning. And that's what gratitude is all about. Finding <laughs> yes. the good in it. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. So we are one in the same. We are definitely on the same wavelength. I also put that I was grateful for rest. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the ability to sit my butt down. Um, yeah. I just, my body was beginning to tell me you're doing too much. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm listening. I and I you. sat down. Yes. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that I chose to sit down. And I was like, I'm just going to pour into myself. I'm not going to do nothing. Everything that was on my to-do list, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to rest and take care of myself. So I'm very grateful for rest. Um, I'm grateful for good friends um, because like you with work, um, let me tell you, people been peopling, okay? People have been testing, um, testing it this week. Yes. So several times I literally was like, but where are you on? And whatever it is, figure it out because I'm not on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not there for this. Mm-mm, I'm not the one or the two today. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful for my friends um, for keeping me grounded and keeping me sane. Not letting us go back to who we used to be. I know. I tell you all the time. You know, Miss Kendall. You don't know Angie. <laughs> okay, and y'all be tapping on her. I put her up. <laughs> Look, I mean, so I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my friends for, for that. And Angie, I'm grateful for you for joining us on this episode of Embrace with Erin podcast. And last and certainly not least, I am grateful for you, the listeners, for tuning in for another week of Embrace with Erin podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Embrace with Erin podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, let us know. Please rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Until next time.